This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode, drum roll please, episode 100 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And we spared no expense for this episode. We've we've brought in Diane Pisani. Now, Diane is the founder of Your Home Watch Professionals. And fortunately, to meet our Good Neighbor Podcast budget, Diane just happens to be available locally in Naples. And Diane, how the heck are you doing? I am pretty darn proud to be on episode number 100, I got to tell you, Charlie. (laughs) We couldn't have picked a better person. So thrilled to have you. And let's start with your home watch professionals. Tell us all about it. We, we in the world of HomeWatch take care of the homes of our seasonal residents. So I will tell you, when I moved to Florida in 2003, a friend said, Diane, you would make a great HomeWatch and concierge person. And I said, I thought you only had a concierge at a hotel and what in the world is HomeWatch? But I, mm-hmm. I learned, and we have so many seasonal people here because we can tell by the, the lighter traffic in summertime and the homes cannot be left unattended. So the journey into Home Watch World for me began in 2004, and I actually went to work for a Home Watch company. That's where I got my initial training and kind of cut my teeth. And then uh, from there, I went to a real estate company and helped them open up their Home Watch and concierge business. 2006 opened up a home watch company with a business partner and we grew very quickly. And that was kind of the beginning of, you know, learning what's really going on in this, in this profession. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later, but what I really found was that there it w- was not an organized profession, not a regulated, not organized. And there was really a lot of demand for training. So I mm-hmm. tested the waters in 08 and found a huge demand and started training people in 2009 to help them open home watch companies. Very smart. Very smart. So are the companies then all over the U.S. or they focus mostly in the Florida area? Well, because of my geographic location here in Naples, my training program takes place here in my training center. So I've got a huge concentration in southwest Florida. Folks will drive in from other parts of the state and then people will um, definitely fly in. In fact, unbeknownst to me, my final my final live training for a while was in February, and I actually had a couple come in from um, Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, somebody from Arizona. So I have attracted people throughout the United States, mm-hmm. and I've done some online training also, including um, including Canada. In fact, oh wow, wow, that's awesome! And so why why did you get into this business other than the recommendation of a, a friend? Well, I appreciate that. And I will thank that person forever. So when my business partner, Bob, and I started our home watch company, we started we started hearing stories about people that were not necessarily doing their jobs. I would get f- phone calls from seasonal homeowners looking for a new home watch provider. So of course you ask why. And back in the day before technology, the home watcher would come to the home or condo and they would like sign in on a piece of paper and leave it in the kitchen. And one time a homeowner said, you know, Diane, I came back to my condo and my uh, home watch guy, he, he filled out the paperwork six weeks in advance. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So wait a minute, wait a minute, Charlie, you and I happen to be on screen, but it's not going to be on screen for the podcast. You did exactly what you were supposed to do. Your jaw dropped. <laughs> But you could so see that. I mean, back then, I mean, my goodness. But totally. Yeah. 
totally. So I remember somebody else, another homeowner calling once and it's like, you know, if they're looking for a new home watch professional, of course, I want to know why they're looking. And the, and the story always starts with, you're not going to believe this. And the minute somebody says, I'm not going to believe this, my little home watch brain says, yes, I'll believe this. No, I've never seen it all. And in this case, the gentleman would uh, use his condo like a lot of our folks do maybe for their employees. And he had sent a couple, a couple couples for a golf weekend and they took a cab from the airport. When they got to the villa, they opened up the garage and thought, man, this is cool. Tom left a car for us. And then they go upstairs. And it's like, whoa, baby, it's not so cool. Somebody was sleeping in the bed. Mm. Homewatch dude let his friend crash there. And probably made a, a nice buck uh, doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Since I'm loving your face, I'm going to tell one more. <laughs> I, always, I always say, only in Southwest Florida does somebody come back to their, in this case, a multi-million dollar home to find pieces of furniture missing. And they call the, the board president instead of, instead of the police. Well, the board president was pretty slick. And he told the homeowner, he said, well, let's try this. He said, call whoever's watching your home and tell them that you're coming back in a couple days. And then they put together a sting operation. So, and they did call the cops at that point. And the home watch fellow was taking furniture out of one lovely home, putting it into another because he needed more pieces and was renting that one out for cash. Wow. That's a lot of work. Guys, if we were on camera, Charlie, I'm loving your face. No, and you know what? That's why I do what I do. I care about the seasonal homeowners and they're taken advantage of, and it's just wrong. Wow. Wow. Those, that, 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 yeah, those are eye-opening, jaw-dropping stories. And uh, I'm sure they go on all the time. All the time. And wow. they're, they're, they're worth. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at a cocktail party. I can hold my own with conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. So how about then myths in your industry? You know, what do you hear from you know, you, either your clients or people who are thinking about your services, uh, what's out there? Well, the, the biggest myth is that anybody can do it. And they think because they live in a home, they could watch somebody else's. Nothing could be further from the truth because homes, homes are really like snowflakes. Not, no two are alike. So no more than because I drive a car, am I qualified to fix it? That's the biggest. Mm -hmm. So HomeWatch has had quite a, quite a bit of evolution because back in the day, if you will, our friends went up north and whoever was left behind, the, the neighbor that was left behind, the, you know, they would say, here, can you look over my place? Of course you're going to say yes because you're a nice person. You want to do a favor. I, I could have been that person, you know, but knowing what I know now, never because the moment you know, Charlie, if you took the keys from a couple of the neighbors in your in your area, the minute you walk into their home, you've got legal liability. Yeah. And 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 what and what do you look for? So the the neighbors doing a favors kind of kind of started home watch. And again, I get it. But then what happened is they figure, oh, I can get paid for this. So they go and get the cheap business cards, do a couple flyers, start telling people that they're conducting home watch visits, and they take money for it. So. What, what also happens is they don't establish a, a business entity. They have no training. They're not insured. And I'm darn well going to suspect they're not paying their taxes either. So they're accepting money, but I have to call that person a hobby home watcher. And oftentimes that leads, leads to damage in a person's home. 
Right, right. Woo! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I'll tell you what, you know, we first came down to Florida, we did the uh, back and forth thing for two years. And uh, if I had listened to you five years ago, we'd be talking after this podcast to learn about how we can get one of your uh, certified home watchers going for us because I, yeah, this, uh, you know, you hear these stories and they make sense and I can certainly see that happening. But, you know, as you're driving home to Pennsylvania, that's the furthest from your mind. You just think your neighbor's got it or, or, or whomever. And totally. And, you know, and it's, it's kind of the out of sight, out of mind, but you, you live here year round now. I will bet you when you were going back and forth, you had no true comprehension, comprehension of how hot and humid it really is here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I have heard some stories uh, more so of, of power going out. And, and in fact, it happened. I heard a story about the current home that we're in years ago where the power went out and they had crazy, crazy mold issues. Okay. Well, that was kind of on the the end of my notes to talk about, but I'm going to well, bring it up right you know, now. That's a good teaser for yeah. our listeners. Okay. So. We're going to talk about something very special towards <laughs> the end. How's that? All right. All right. So yeah, let's, let's talk about, well, I was actually going to get into off business stuff about what you do for fun when you're, when you're not, um, doing the certification thing and taking care of homes and all that. So I, but I don't want to throw you off your game here. So you let me know. This is your time. I'm pretty flexible. Here's what's what's funny about the fun part. Cause I did know this question was coming. It's like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What do I do for fun? I, I, do I have to make something up? I don't know. And I was listening to the Good Neighbor podcast the last few days, and I listened to the one yesterday from um, my friend Bill Dobman over at my shower door, and you asked him that question, so I knew it was coming. And he said, he goes, well, a lot of us that are entrepreneurs, we work more for fun. So now I don't feel guilty saying that because I I love to work. I love what I do. So it's just part of part of who I am. My, my family, however, is in Northern Indiana, so I get to go back and forth and visit with them. And, and it's, it's about quality time. So we're, we're a game playing family. You know, we'll play, we'll play everything from, from Uno to Sari to, to every, every kind of game, catchphrase, all of it. But at this stage of the game, especially now, I think it's about cherishing the time with the people you care about. So, and I'm fortunate because I, you know, do, do have that. And I, and I like to travel. I owned a travel agency for a long time, so I still enjoy traveling. Yeah. Wow. Where's your favorite place to go? I'm a Caribbean kind of girl because I owned a cruise only travel agency for over 17 years. So I've been I've been all over the Caribbean and it's it's wonderful. So I after I sold the travel agency, I had to move out of northwest Indiana to get to, to Florida because I was not used to staying in the cold weather. So it's <laughs> uh, funny. Love it. Love it. How about speaking of cold weather hardships? You know, there's a uh, as, as we get older, we, we look back oftentimes at hardships, could be personal or businesses. Yeah, you know, terrible times. But because I went through that, they made me stronger. And I look back and I'm better for it. What comes to mind uh, in your life that you can share? Well, I mean, I've had, you know, the personal hardships, maybe a health challenge or two over the years, but that's just part of part of being around a long time, I guess. But in <laughs> business, I've, I've been self-employed since 86. And I believe I've been employed in, you know, self-employed in one profession, which is customer service. So I had the travel agency for over 17 years and then been in home watch for almost equalizing almost as long, I think. But the, um, the hardships for 
any business owner and entrepreneur are the lean times. And, you know, even with the travel agency, I mean, I've been through recessions, the Gulf War, now the now the pandemic, uh, any kind of economic downturn. And I, I remember a day and it's, it was probably, I don't know how many years ago it was, but I also don't know that there's an entrepreneur alive that hasn't looked at their bank account and said, whoa, baby, what am I going to do next? <laughs> and I, I, if I, if I had to tell you the lowest balance in my bank account at one time and this, and my business bank account, and it was right. Thank God I had another training program scheduled. Lowest balance was over $49. But you know what? We who are in business for ourselves get through it. We find a way. But mm. from those challenges always come lessons and you get creative. So I am really good at figuring out how to market cheap and free. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but you you are so right. You know, when when I, I and I guess there are two types of individuals and, and both of them, you know, I certainly see the one is the Oh my goodness, the sky is falling. This is terrible. And, you know, stick your head in the sand and hope that it blows over. And then there's the other, like yourself, where it's like, dang it, this isn't going to happen to me. It, yep. it, it, I'm going to figure this out. I have faith. I've been here before and I'm going to get through this. And uh, that's, uh, that's very, very powerful. And you know, that, you know what, in that description, Charlie, I think that is what maybe will define an entrepreneur instead of just a business owner. Yeah, yeah. Because an entrepreneur has been through some some stuff, and then we're the ones who, I mean, some some one time somebody said, "Diane, you've been in business for a really long time. You know, what's your secret to success?" That's easy. I stay longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't quit. It's impossible. Yep. You know, it reminds me of. Uh, have you ever read the book? Uh, and I and I, you got me on the book uh, mindset because I see Good. your pile behind you. Uh, the uh, that was it. The ten X rule by uh, Greg Cardone. Oh yeah, Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone. Yeah. Grant, yep, yep. Yes. Where he talks about that, it's it's massive uh, action, right? And it's doing right. the. Uh, so is that what do you well, have this there? This is a different one. I love Grant Cardone. This is the oh. go, the Go Giver is one of my all time favorites. Yep. yep. Along with, of course, Agmandino, the greatest salesman in the world. Yeah. yeah. So, oh man, I love it. 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 Is that Bob Bob Berg? Is it that, is Bob Berg yeah. and um and John David Mann. Yeah, yeah. I think Bob Berg lives in Florida. He lives on the other coast, I think. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Well, or, or I could be making that up. <laughs> hey, you know what? This is our show. We could <laughs> we can dictate whatever. If, if Bob we don't know the answer, Florida, we will make one up. How bad? In Florida. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh man. So, how do you want to get into the uh, the black mold story now? That that looming dark cloud. That yes. Yes, we call we in, we in the biz call it the M word, but we in the biz also call October mold month. And that's a huge big deal because God bless the, our seasonal homeowners. They're, they're, you know, this year was a little bit different because of everything going on. But for the most part, our seasonal friends go back up to their, their northern homes, usually uh, April, May, usually after Easter. But by June 1st, they're, they're all gone. So one of two things is happening. Either they don't have home watch or they have an unqualified home watch provider. And guess what's going to happen? The two top things that can take their home down is going to be water damage and mold. And the mold will happen from high humidity and or water damage. Air conditioners do two things. They cool our homes and they break. 
And in our world here, you, you've had a broken air conditioner, haven't you, Charlie? Oh, yeah. It's not good. <laughs> and in our world here, you know, they break, they break all the time. And mold can start to grow in as little as 72 hours when there are conditions conducive to mold growth. So it's my, I've got a lot of graduates, you know, throughout many, many places, but a boatload right here in, in Florida. And, uh, you know, we, we meet together regularly. We have ongoing education. And guess what? Every day, every day they are finding roof leaks. They are finding air conditioning malfunctions. Our slogan is that our services are the difference between damage and disaster. So it's a home watch professionals, you know, job. It's our work to find damage in the early stages before it becomes disaster. And all I do every time they're, they're telling me about what they're finding is I just, I just shake my head because if it's happening to the homes that we're looking after, it's happening to the ones that are going to be unoccupied. So these poor, wonderful people come back in October and the home's destroyed. Mm. And mm. it's, it's, it's awful. One of my, one of my most, most heartbreaking stories ever uh, my, my friends in the, in the mold profession, a lot of times, you know, they, 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 they remediate the mold and get it all taken care of. And then they let the homeowner know to contact a home watch professional. So I had a, a couple call me and I was, I was in that part of town. So I was going to meet with them. And I, I personally, because I'm an educator strictly, I don't take on my own clients, but I refer them to other folks. I said, well, I can refer you to somebody. They said, well, can we talk to you, Diane? So fine. I said, I'm down the street and I knew which um, high rise it was at. And I asked them, Shall I, shall I meet you in your condo? And they, and their comment was, we can't breathe in our condo. Mm. So we sat at the, in the bench right outside the high rise and I'm, you know, talking to them about what happened. And it was, it was the typical story. They, they rented here in, um, you know, for season for January, February, March, found the condo of their dreams. Of course, it was the one that had, you know, the, the person there that took meticulous care of it. It was perfect. It wasn't used. Uh, great relationship with the real estate agent. And, you know, sad but true, but the real the realtor did give them a referral to someone who said they were a home watch company. And I do not know what the bejeeberinis these people were doing, but they were not monitoring the humidity in the condo. And you have to keep it under 50% here in Southwest Florida. These folks walked into a full humidity bloom, and that means it's everywhere. Wow. So the remediation itself, and in all frankness, you know, we're not talking the icky black stuff that people try to scare you with. Uh, that's really, really bad. But a full humidity bloom is still less, less mold in our, in our business, but uh, it's, it's, it's everywhere. The remediation of the condo, maybe a 1500 square footer was like $30,000. And this is this is this is low end. This is low end. Yeah, yeah. And they had to buy all new furniture, soft goods, you know, yeah. artwork, everything. And they're they're just beside themselves. So it yeah, this everything everything points back to the why, Charlie. Do you see, yeah. you see why I do this? Well, you know, as you were describing that home, I completely forgot two years ago, a uh, neighbor down the street. There, I believe it was their uh, connection between the refrigerator ice. Yep maker water line came yep. i guess unattached and over the course of a number of weeks just flowed all over the home complete gut job they <sighs> had to get rid of because of the mold Water, drywall furniture flooring i mean everything was gone 
Yeah. And we as we as home watch reporters, of course, we I mean, we we we, I, we can't stop everything from happening because I could walk out of a condo today. The air conditioner can break and I'll be back in a week. And, you know, there's there might even be, a, you know, some mold there. But that's why that's why we use the slogan, the difference between damage and disaster. We have to find it early before it becomes a disaster. And the one you described, if it would have been caught in a few days or a week, it would have been a very different story. Yep. Yep. That was the problem. It's, it was God knows how long, but it was a long time. And they yes came back, you know, from the season and. And then if it damages the condos below you, then you, Mm. then you're not really popular with your neighbors. Mm. Mm. Wow. Here, here's a biggie too, because the takeaway for my seasonal homeowners that are listening to this has to be, you need to talk to your insurance company because there there's tends to be language in the policy that will determine the frequency of the visit that you need to have. And if you can't prove somebody's looking after your home, they very well may deny your claim. And why shouldn't they? Right. You know, seriously, if you walk out and you're gone for six months, why should they pay an insurance claim? Because you're negligent. But if, if here's, here's what, here's what concerns me. If they would call the, the insurance company, um, and just say, you know, do I have to have home watcher? How often do they want have to come? They might say, oh, well, they don't. There's no set thing, but it's how you ask sometimes. So mm-hmm. they need to ask something to the effect of, if I, because there seems to be language. There seems to be language in the policies that says something to the effect of, if there's damage, and what here's what tickles me: if there's damage, whether seen or unseen, and it hasn't been reported in X amount of days basically the claim could be damaged and the insurance people, God bless them. Cause there are a lot of them are my friends, but people, homeowners need to know this, but the insurance companies do not wake up every morning with the intention of paying a claim. So you've, they've, you got to ask the right things. It's like, you know, what, what, it, what is the frequency that somebody needs to be there? And the insurance company has changed this. So we adapted our frequency to visits. We either visit weekly or um, what I call tri-weekly three times um, per month in most cases. Okay. Wow. It's scary out there, kiddo. It is really scary. So Diane, one thing you wish our listeners knew about your company, what is it? Uh, I want, I want everybody to know, I want the homeowners to know that there's no license in HomeWatch. We are not regulated. So if you're looking on a website and the, uh, company owner says they're licensed, insured, and bonded. They're not telling the truth. They will argue with me all day long that it's a business license. It's like, well, I'm sorry. No, it's it's not. It says a business tax receipt, at least here in Collier County. You spend 30 or 50 bucks on it. I know for a fact that the client's perception is our reality, so I find that misleading. That's my soapbox item, Charlie, if you haven't picked up on that. It's not the right thing. Yeah. And I want, I want folks to know HomeWatch is a profession. For me to to affect change, you know, for our seasonal homeowners, I train phenomenal transit. I call transitional professionals in the in home watch, and and it's 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 a it's a real deal. And I offer ongoing education. So when you're hiring somebody, uh, ask about their professional training, their credentials. It's your right as a homeowner to get a copy of their insurance policy, which is very, very important. So it's um, another thing I offer on my website. A few years ago, I got frustrated because it's like, well, if if homeowners knew which questions to ask, maybe they would know how to hire a professional instead of giving their keys to a hobbyist. So I wrote out a, a couple pages of questions on a Friday afternoon. 
by Sunday, it, I had like 30 pages or so. But on my website, <laughs> on my website, I offer a free ebook called The Ultimate Home Watch Interview Guide. It tells our homeowners which questions to ask and what answers they should expect to receive so they can make an informed decision. And under the category of telling it like it is, I'm going to say, don't cheap out on home watch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, back in, back in 2004, when I was doing visits, uh, people, probably the hobbyists who weren't insured or credentialed were charging 10, 15 bucks per visit. Uh, in 2004, I, the company I was working for, and then when I started uh, my own company, we were at $40 per visit. So expect to pay $45, $50, a visit or more if you have a larger home and have, have perspective about it. You know, you, you go out, I, I went out the other day for happy hour just with one other person and a couple, a couple drinks, couple appetizers. It was like 120 bucks. Yeah. So, you know, let's, let's look at, let's look at what you spend because it's, it's going to be a lot less expensive than having a claim denied or even paying the deductible. I mean, the cost of home watch is probably less than most people's deductibles. Yep. It's a peace of mind investment. And, you know, the other side of it is when it's not a question of if it's just a question of when something does happen, man, that turns your life upside down. You know, you just spend up spending your your days on the phone with insurance companies and dealing with contractors and trying to find another place to live god knows so yeah Yeah. and and and, you know if you have a lot of damage they come back in october you have a lot of damage sure maybe you can afford the claim and all that good stuff but you're still going to lose a whole season of making memories in your home Mm -hmm. and that that's a huge big deal so we, you know, people can also at my website find HomeWatch uh, reporters who serve their area geographically by putting in their zip code. So we're, we're, we collectively are changing the world a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. And I am crazy proud to say that we're introducing the HomeWatch Academy loss, launch this month. So uh, we now have e-training available, an e-learning platform, so people can take get the education at their own pace and don't have to come in the classroom setting. So that's that's kind of fun. Wow. Well, so where can our listeners go to find out more, Diane? Uh, just under your HomeWatch Professionals. And that's a dot com, right? Yeah. Yep. Sometimes yep. I say if you just put in Diane and HomeWatch, you'll find me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, Diane, I know I put a lot of pressure on you to come through for episode 100 and you have more than delivered. You're awesome. Charlie, this is fun. And you know, it's when you're an entrepreneur also, and when we work from our heart, everything else falls into place. Yeah. Yeah. That it does. That it does. Well, you are a true good neighbor and uh, thanks again for being part of the show. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.